2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Woody Overton. And Before I get started today, I know y'all noticed that there was no intro music. I am taking Real Life, Real Crime in a new direction. This is our third year anniversary, and I have a lot of big things coming up. And I just want to give a shout out to Toby Tomplay uh, for producing me these almost two years i guess now and the fire song that he had written for real life real crime and we love him and wish him the best and and we're just going in a different direction but toby's awesome thank you toby we appreciate you and without further ado i'm gonna get started on today's episode um today's episode i'm gonna call it glory hole Y'all, this is going to be outside the norm, and you know I'm rolling unscripted, so just bear with me. And this is probably going to be a little bit shorter. The I'm going to call this an in-between episode, in-between seasons. I, I said I was going to start the new season this week, but I got a lot of stuff going on, so I just want to record this uh, however long it goes. I don't know. It's a, it's a story that's outside the norm. It's kind of funny, kind of not, but you'll get it at the end, I guess, or you won't. But the I'm going to do this, and next week I'm starting with all everything new, real life, real crime. It'll be our third year in production, if you will. So old-school, hardcore murder stories starting again next week. Stay tuned. It's, at the end of today's episode, I'm going to talk about the crew bash, the third inning of crew bash, and the Lopa raffle that we're doing. So. Without further ado, let's talk about Glory Hole. All right. So, back in, I think it was 2004, maybe 2005, I don't remember which year, I was working as a detective for the Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office. And I got called in to um, <laughs> Chief Kearney Foster's office. And anytime he called for me to come downstairs, I haven't generally think oh lord what did i do now and a lot of people were scared of chief foster i was never scared of him but he i mean when i got called in his office a lot of times it was what i called getting called on the carpet for something i screwed up and i was gonna get my ass chewed out but every time rightfully so that i got called on the carpet but a lot of times it was just about cases and stuff but anyway mr kearney called and he said hey boy i need to come down here I was like, Oh, okay. Yes, sir. And so I go down, there was another, te- I'm not going to say any names on this one. And you'll see at the end why, and there was another detective that had got called in also. And so currently sitting behind his desk and I can see him in my mind's eye now. And y'all know if you hadn't heard, he died, uh, passed from COVID and that breaks my heart. And, and God bless his family and his beautiful wife. And, um, but anyway, back to that day, he's, he, I didn't know if I was in trouble. He said, come on, have a seat. And so I did, and the other detective was sitting with me. And he, he leaned back, and he steepled his fingers up, and, and he leaned back in that big leather back chair, high leather back chair. He said, boys, we have a problem. I'm thinking, oh, shit, what did I do? And I said, okay. And he said, we got a real problem, and I need you to handle it. I said okay, and I'm thinking maybe I'm I'm off the hook here, right? And he said, but I didn't know. So he said, we have a problem with complaints from citizens about they're going to our, our parks and they're going to the restrooms, and they've seen men engaged in sexual activities with each other I'm like what the and, and he said they they've been going, also causing damage to property at these parks and, and the men's bathroom stalls they're cutting holes in the wall um, in between the stalls so they can have sex in, through these holes I'm like oh God here we go. And some more, I, I hate to say, I, I'm sure it's not just a Livingston Paris thing, but it you know, it, it was always seemed that I was working some type of sex case. And I'm like, so Mr. Turner, tell me, you know, what, what's the deal? And he said in the last couple months, we received like three different complaints um, from two different places that, then you know, one guy was going in to use the restroom. He'd been jogging, and there were and he could hear two guys basically screwing uh, in the stall. Like the whole <laughs> the whole partition was shaking, and there was some moaning and groaning going on. And they called it in. And by the time the uniformed deputies got there, the guys had left. And when they heard, you know, the other person in the restroom, and he said, and it happened again, and it happened a third time. He said, we need to do something about it. I'm like. Okay, what are we going to do? And he said, well, I want you to go out there undercover and set them up. I'm like, okay, what do you, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss. I'm like, how do you want me to set them up? And he said, I want one of y'all to go undercover, mic yourself up, and go in one of these stalls and see if somebody comes to solicit sex from you." I'm thinking, oh God, here we go. I can I can only imagine what kind of shit show this is going to be. He said, you know, he gave me the locations and he said, go out, do some reconciling, and, and come up with a plan, Woody, and and figure out how how to bust them. So I did. Okay, so this is happening during the daytime, y'all, and uh, like during business hours, and not not at nighttime or anything like that. The parks were closed or whatever. The so. We we'll go out around lunchtime, and we set off at a distance on this one park, and I'm watching the men's bathroom. And sure enough, from yeah. around eleven o'clock, see a, a truck pull up. Guy doesn't get out, and then a few minutes later, another truck comes cruising by, and then came back cruising by, and uh, saw the guy sitting in his truck. Guy gets out, he goes in. As soon as he goes in, the guy that was waiting in his truck gets out and goes in behind him. And they're in there for like 15, 20 minutes. And then and they both come out and they leave and go the separate way. And I'm like, well, that's probably what they're talking about. So I go in, it was a two-stall bathroom. You had the urinals on the wall across from it, A two-stall bathroom and the door swinging inward and you can lock it from the inside. When you, you open the door, you can see there is a hole. If you were sitting down on the toilet It'd be almost at your face. We'll put it like that, okay? And I'm like, "Holy shit, is this really a thing?" You know, I mean, the I'm not bashing people for you know uh, being heterosexual or gay or whatever. That's not my my jam, right? But these people having strangers having sex in a bathroom that that kind of threw me for a loop. So I went to the next one and. Again, same type of thing. We saw numerous people coming and going on this one. Uh, This is all on the same day, during the the afternoon time. We saw males going and coming, you know, driving up, going in separately, coming out and what have you. You could only assume that they're doing something. Now, the problem with it is on busting them, I could have ran in the first time we saw two guys go in, but what are you going to do, kick in the stall door? You know, you certainly have a reasonable expectation of privacy. If you go in, even it's a public restroom, you're going in to defecate or poo or whatever you want to call it. You know, I tell my son, I'm reading the book, everybody poops, right? I get that. But the, the, if you go in the stall and you lock the door, I would think that you had a certain reasonable expectation of privacy. So you can't hit it like that. Go to the third one, the third one didn't even have, um, uh, the glory hole thing that I'll explain that term in a minute. Third one didn't even have the whole thing, but there were definitely men going in watching one person would show up and until another one would show up. And then one would go in, the other one would follow men in and they had a reasonable um, amount of time to be engaged in some type of sexual activity. I would say, of course that's speculation till you can prove it. So I go and I'll look it up. I Googled it in men having sex in public bathrooms and it came back glory hole. And, and that's what they call the hole in the wall where somebody cuts it out. And I don't know what kind of tools it is. Cause I, I, I know one of them was a um, plywood divider, if you will. But another one was like this hard plastic material. I don't know, composite, whatever you call it. So you did, you know, For you to go in there and do that, you're destroying public property, first of all. But then if you're going to cut a hole in the wall, there's a reason for it. And so glory hole is the term they use when males cut a hole in the wall, in the bathroom stall, specifically to have sex, anonymous sex usually, with another male. All right, I'm educated now, right? I know what a glory hole is. Now I had to get the plan together. So what I decided to do was get a team of three detectives, and I'm not going to say their names, myself and two other detectives. And I, we had a meeting. and I said, look, this is what we're going to do. We can get a body mic. And let me back up and digress. So here's how the glory hole works. When you go into a stall and you sit down on the toilet, the you don't just – say hey you want to have sex he, the, there's a foot tap you do, do a three foot tap and the guy's in the, a, a stall next to you isn't in there really taking a shit and he's there to get a blowjob or whatever he three foot taps back right so that's the signal and they they do it So I tell the Texas, what we're going to do we're going to body mic up send one of you in and you go in, and uh, if, if somebody comes in the stall next to you and they tap their foot three times, then you tap your foot back three times. And if they make a forward gesture, like you know, talk to you about sex or put their penis through the wall or whatever, once the law is broken, we'll have a code word. When you say that code word, we'll know to come running in. All right. So game plan is is developed the biggest question is who's going to be the one that gets mic'd up hey y'all do you know cats are carnivores that need lots of meat i didn't know leading cat food brands are often filled with fillers grains and very little protein that's why i switched to cat person cat food it's everything my cat killer needs to stay happy and healthy High-quality, high-protein meals delivered right to my door. And they'll do the same for you. And if you order your starter box today, I've arranged for Cat Person to provide an exclusive offer of nearly 50% off just for RLRC listeners. Cat Person is protein-packed 50% more than industry standards and only uses wholesome ingredients. The food is grain-free and low carb, so there's no room for the unnecessary fillers you'll find in many other brands that can cause digestive problems. Cat Person delivers delicious, nutritious, and high-quality cat food right to your door. You'll never run out or have to settle for what a store has. Meal plans are fully customized for your cat and perfect for cats of all ages. There are 16 easy-to-serve wet foods and three different dry foods, so you'll be sure to find the combinations your cat will love. My cat, Killer, loves the wet food, the chicken and the turkey and chicken, the tuna, salmon tuna, and even the duck and chicken. Killer loves it. You won't believe all that's included in your starter box. Listen to this. Ten cups of wet food. One, two pound, a bag of dry food, plus an entire set of serving spoons, silicone lids, and a scooper. A cat person offers 30-day money-back guarantee on your custom plan if your cat doesn't love cat person. No questions asked.
0: Y'all. It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation.
2: Is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody.
3: A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off visit rosettastone.com slash today that's 50 percent off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life redeem your 50 percent off at
2: rosettastone.com slash today sayonara shout out to astro Pro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples my
3: allergies are throwing my whole morning off do i sound different to you it's faster, bro. Uses directive for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose
2: due to allergies. Ask the pro and go. Killer, absolutely. I, I changed her life when she got the wet cat food. And I don't know what it is about the chicken and turkey or whatever, but it makes her coat of hair just gleam. Now, she's jet black, but she, now she looks like a black lion with this shiny, healthy hair and she just absolutely loves cat person you and your cat are going to love cat person as much as we do go to catperson.com slash rlrc and use code rlrc to save nearly 50 percent on your starter box with free shipping that's catperson.com slash rlrc code R-L-R-C to get nearly 50% off your starter box for free shipping. Catperson.com slash R-L-R-C code R-L-R-C. And I'm like, damn. And so they were like, uh-uh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I said, I, you know, want to withdraw straws for to pick a number or something. So we did it, actually ended up doing rock, paper, scissors. And guess what? I lost. But I told him, I said, I'm only doing one. You know, it's, I'll do the first one. And if we have to go to the next one, you know, one of you are going to have to do the, do the other one. Right. So we go the next day. We park at an off-site location and. Um, where I knew there was a glory hole, and I mic'd up, and had a little mic on my back, and we came up with the code word. I said, Woody, what's it going to be? And I said, well, if the law is broken, I'll say it's hot in here, and that's y'all's code word to come in and arrest the person because, you know, kick the stall door, whatever you got to do, because the law's I, you know, I'm telling you law has been broken. I can't. I'm not going to be able to scream it out or on the microphone or whatever. But you, if I say it's hot in here, you come running and arrest the person. So we do it. I put the mic on my back. They tape it up. I pull around. Uh, I'm in an unmarked vehicle. I pull around. There's already a truck waiting there, and I pull in and get out. It's it's a bright bluebird sky day. It was in the summertime. And there wasn't a lot of people around. I'm talking about like, this was like on Wednesday in in the middle of the business day, there's not a lot of people in the park. Um, the, I get out, I walk in and you know, I'm a little bit nervous. And, uh, uh um, and I didn't look over at the, the guy in the truck beside me. It was parked a couple of spots away and it was a blackmail. And so I get out and I walk in, I go in the first stall and I, I closed the door, and I locked it, and I sat down on the toilet. And sure enough, within a minute or two, I hear somebody come in. I hear the stall door open next to me, and I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, you know, what the hell is going to happen, right? Then I hear, and I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. So I went, I tap back. And, and I heard a voice say, hey. And I said, hey, <laughs> no law broken there, right? And it, it, in a public restroom, even though we're in our in stalls. Then the next thing I know, before I could say anything else or think anything else, now I got this hole uh, just to my left. The, the, I was in the first stall and, and the hole's to my left. Next thing I know, I see this big black anaconda come through the wall. All right, a penis, y'all. And it was erect and for I mean I I gave y'all the warning ahead of time. It was erect and it was <laughs> for a lack of a better description, it was jumping up and down with a but all oh, I could only assume it was the guy's heartbeat, right? It, it was throbbing and, and he's like, Hey, Hey, you want to suck it? Suck it, man. Suck it. And I was like, it's hiding here. It's hiding here. <laughs> it's hiding here, right? And he's like, well, yeah, it's hiding here, but go go once you give it a suck. I'm like, it's hiding here and so here they come. Those two detectives come running in and I told them I was going to be in the first stall. They kicked the door on the second stall, pulled the guy out, his erect penis and everything. And they put him against the wall, and you know, tell him to pull his pants up, and and cuff him and stuff him, and we get a uniform patrol guy to come over and pick him up and take him to the jail. We'll worry about him. We'll book him later, right? But hey, that's this is a serious felony charge, obscenity at the very worst. I mean, at the very least, which you know, you get convicted of that. You have to register as a sex offender, and your life is screwed for the rest of your life. Everywhere you go to live, you have to mail out the notices. You got to, you know, the you listed as a sex offender on the Louisiana Sex Offender Registry. It's just bad shit, okay? So great arrest. You know, Chief Foster's got to be happy about that one, right? So we leave that location. We go to the next one, and we ride to the next one. They're laughing at me the whole time. And they were like, oh, did you see how big that thing was? And, hey, you want to suck it, Woody? You want to suck it? Woody, oh, why just put it in your mouth and suck it? And and I'm like, uh-huh, fuck you, fuck you. I, I'm never going to live this down. This is after the Cajun Queen stuff from previous episodes, right? And so, yeah, they're like, come on, suck it, Cajun Queen. And I'm like, okay, motherfuckers. So one we'll say the younger one detective was really riding my ass. Now we're friends. Right. And, and, you know, known each other forever and not everything put our lives in each other hands every day and all that kind of stuff, work case together. But now, you know, nobody can ride a cop like another cop and not riding in a sexual term. Y'all mean like riding and joking and razzing and, and, and haze them and everything else. But I was catching it non-stop. So we get out the second stage in location. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm not doing it this time. And the, oh, this location was the one that did not have. We cruised the first one. The second one in, that had the glory hole. This one, there was nobody there. We went to, uh, it's like 1230 by this time. We went to the third location that did not have the glory hole. And there was... Nobody there. I said, well, you know, we go off. My, I said, I'm not doing it. Fuck that. You're doing it this this one. And I'm not going to say his name. And he's like, I guess it's only fair. And I was a little bit pissed off, uh, but not really pissed off. And, and, and but he was like, be, you know, if I do it, are you going to suck it? And I was like, fuck you. Put the microphone on. Go in, right? So he mic'd him up, and he went in the undercover car, and he pulled up But on this park, y'all. There was one way in, it's a big circle around, and one way out. You can't, there's no two-way traffic. But there were cars parked intermittently throughout the park, if you will. But you don't know what they're parking there. They could be eating their lunch or doing whatever. So we'd send them in and undercover. Well, of course, we all had undercover vehicles. But when we made the first pass, through, we send them in, in the unmarked, undercover, hooped mobile is what we call it, in. He goes in, uh, he parks a man. As soon as he parks, one of the the guys and it was a white Volvo station wagon, I'll never forget it. The uh, it was had been parked at the at the front entrance to park where they, they could see when the vehicles turn in and come around. He followed him. He immediately follows him follows him around uh, to the bathroom. Uh, the detective goes in. And he didn't realize this guy was this close. And, and the detective goes in to the restroom. This white Volvo station wagon comes in, skidding in sideways like Bo and Luke Duke, I mean, Like he's in a hurry. Not that bad, y'all. But he came in there really fast and parked Caddy Corner or whatever and almost ran in. this white male gets out, an older gentleman, in a business suit, okay, and tie. And he goes in the bathroom. Well, the detective had gone in and he went to the first urinal not because of the plan, but because he had to urinate. So he's actually urinating when this guy comes into the bathroom and the guy comes straight over to him and and looks down on the detective while he's urinating and says, Hey, that's nice, man. That's nice And the detective's like he didn't mean to get caught in a situation. He was like, oh, and, and so you can hear him zipping himself up. And the guy was like, no, you don't have to put it up, baby. You don't have to put it up. And he said, I, I want to I see it. Let me touch it. Let me let me suck on it for you. And he was like, oh, no, no. He said, he says it's, it's hot in here. And my, <laughs> my detective that I was with was like, let's go. I said, nope. Let's let him wait a minute. I don't think I heard it correctly. And so you get um, – the guy's proposition totally is like, no, you know, I, I told you not to put up. Look, I'll take mine out, and you could hear the pants unzip, and you, you hear him masturbating, and and the detective's going, it's hiding here, it's hiding here. And my buddy's going, man, Woody, we got to go. I said, nope, you give it a second. And he's like, it's hiding here, and I said, all right, let's go. So we go in. And you still hear him going, it's hiding here, it's hiding here. We enter the bathroom. When you enter the bathroom, the two stalls on the left, two urinals on the right, and there's a dead space on the brick wall in the back. The detective has his back against the wall. The guy in the suit is in front of him with his pants down, masturbating on him. And I was like, holy shit. So we grab him, slam him against the wall, um, Pat Friston him down, had him pull his own pants up, you know, and then handcuff him, right, and say, you're under arrest. Actually, actually, by waiting a second, I got a better charge because it would, would have been just obscenity had he been masturbating, but the the very fact that he was masturbating and he actually touched the detective with his penis <laughs> made it a sexual battery charge, which is even better. And look, so we cuffed him up and... That detective was so fucking mad at me. And I mean, he was like fighting mad. He's red in the face. He said, You son of a bitch. Yeah. I, I said, It's hiding here. It's hiding here. I said, Yeah, but, um, and you know, you asked me that, you know, that I want to suck it again. And it, I, that was my way of getting the back at him. I probably shouldn't have done it. Um, but so we, we, we're going to get another unit, take the guy out of the jail go to jail, do the paperwork and everything. And the, the, Hey, my buddy won't even talk to me. I mean, he's got the real case of the red ass, but Hey, we got a better charge now because he actually touched him with his penis. And (laughs) he said, and I was like, man, fuck, why didn't you pull your pistol and arrest him? And, And he said, I, because I would have had to slide down in front of him when, when he's on top of me masturbating and get my pistol out out of my ankle holster. And he said, I wasn't going to do that. And he said, I mean, he called me everything but a child of God, and rightfully so. But, you know, detectives getting back into Texas text. So I, I thought it was pretty funny until I got back to my office and the phone rings and I answer it. Detective Overton, he said, down to my office it was chief foster i was like oh fuck and i mean that this time there was no doubt i was getting called on the red carpet so i took that long walk down that staircase walked down the hallway i walk in and um miss jackie uh lockhart was his secretary and she looked at me and and she she had his outer office's desk an old courthouse and she looked at me and she just started shaking her head. It's like, you know, she knew evidently she had heard what had gone on and She was shaking her head like, Oh, your ass is in a crack this time. So I go in and, and, uh, he, Mr. Kearney said, shut the door. And I shut the door and, I, and he said, come here. And I, and I went to sit down. He said, no, don't sit down. He said, what in the fuck were you doing? I said, "What are you talking about, Mr. Kearney?" He said, "You know what I'm talking about. I mean, you you didn't, you delayed on going in when he gave the code word, and you why, why did you do that?" And and, and I told him, "Some be honest with you." Looking for a new and healthier
3: way to unwind, I was too, and then I tried Recess Mood. Recess Mood replaced that after dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit. It is only 20 calories and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great, too, and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment of chill during dinnertime chaos, recess mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash RLRC and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement.
2: mrs kearney because i don't lie to you you know that i said i was a little pissed off on the first time when the, they they kept razzing me about or he kept specifically he kept razzing me about um you know you want to suck it you know come on man suck it and, and, and he kept asking me, what are you going to suck it etc i said you know what i should have been a bigger person i i should have gone in when i've heard the first that's hiding here he said you damn right you should have you know, he could have been armed and da 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 and y'all he's a hundred thousand percent correct. And and uh I should have done it and uh, shouldn't have waited, but it was funny as fuck and I'm still laughing about it to this day. Uh, other than the fact that Mr. Kearney chewed my ass up and down and it was like da 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 I mean he was furious and and then when he got done um, he didn't suspend me or anything like that when he got, you know, he said, Boy, you know, I expect better of you than that. I I get that he was razzing you, and you know, I get why you did what you did, and you, you thought it was funny. I said, Yes, sir, I did. And then he, he laughed and he started laughing. He said, It is kind of funny. <laughs> he said, Uh, but I bet you won't ever ask you, do you want to suck it again? So that's it, it was a short one. I know it was dirty, um, but I just want to give you all something this week. Now, this is my busiest week of the year. We got the crew bash. We got the VIP event Friday night, February 4th this week, and the crew bash is Saturday night. So, I've, you know, I got uh, Courtney Coco's case in Alexandria. I'm going to be in court for World Monday. And we're in the middle of all this transition, and so everything is, is – being redone and brand new i just wanted to drop y'all a quick little episode hopefully i made you laugh uh i just was thinking about it last night and how can i give you a little something without not giving you anything so hope you enjoyed it and i'll conclude this episode of glory hole now we'll talk to you about the crew bash and lopa really important y'all friday night the VIP event is at the Basin. You can go online because we open up a few more ticket sales for it. I don't know when you're hearing this if they'll be there or not. Probably not. But if you want to come Friday night, it's from seven o'clock until two o'clock till they kick us out. Private event. Nobody else will be allowed in but VIPs. It's twenty dollars. Okay. Now we sold out the the original allotment of VIPs, which included the uh, VIP event and the early entry into the show Saturday nights but because it's it's such a big venue we added a few more and and I had a lot of lifers that were saying hey Woody I can't make it Saturday night but I'd like to come Saturday um, Friday night to the VIP event so we those are 20 bucks a piece on eventbrite.com check and see if they're still there if you want to come this is what's going to happen I'm going to show up I'm going to sign autographs, take pictures with everybody, and spend my time with you, right? It's not like at the live on Saturday night. If you're in the crowd, certainly when I get done with my show and Chase Taliban takes the stage, I'm going to be up there signing autographs and taking pictures as long as I can, but I I won't get to spend as much time as I will with you on on Friday night. Um, But Friday night, I'm going to take my time with every single person that's there. That's why we limit the number. And then uh, we're going to have a DJ because we have Chase Tyler live Saturday night. And once I get done uh, doing the pictures and the autographs and all that, I am right there in the middle of the crowd with you all night long. We're going to drink. We're going to party. We're going to dance. We're going to have a good time. And so it's really is a VIP experience. Uh, But y'all are very important people to me anyway, if you can make it or you can't, but this, Last year we did it. We have lifers coming in from all over the United States for this, right? We sold out the Hilton already downtown just on that alone. So, last year we did it uh, unannounced, just for the people that were coming in from out of town, and had a room for four hours at, um, at another place, and it was it was a great success, and and I got to sign autographs, and then we we threw it down, but only for four hours. This time you get it for the whole night until they kick us out, and we'll probably stumble back to the hotel together. Or if you need an Uber, we'll get you one home, whatever. Um, but but that same night, only that night, we're going to have Captain Calvin Duvall, Duvall's Cajun Charters, had a custom-built fishing rod donated to him by one of his sponsors for his uh, charter company. Captain Duvall then went out and spent his own money on a high-dollar fishing reel, the same ones he uses on his charter boat. And I'm telling you, it's it's top of first-class, y'all. And then he even went further and spent the money on having the – he spooled it himself with the fishing line. And then that fishing line, if you don't know anything about braided fishing line, it's expensive. So it's like a $700 deal. At the VIP, we're going to sell tickets for $1 a piece for a chance to, um, to win that – Custom built fishing rod and the reel that Captain Duvall put on it, and you know, it's totally rigged up to fish. So you have to be there for that to win that one, a dollar piece, and we'll announce the winner at the end of the night, and they'll get the pole will be there, and they'll get it. But Lopa raffle, y'all. Last year we raised eight thousand dollars for him, and um, we had we had Captain Duvall. The balls, cage, and charters donated a fit, fishing trip, guided fishing trip with me. Real life real crime donated the hotel room at the marina for the winner. Jim Chapman, a local leaders podcast, donated six hundred dollar Yeti ice chest for the winner to take their fish home in. And then Miss Tiffany Seacard with home key mortgage donated another Yeti ice chest, which was a separate drawing. Now this year, We've taken that through the roof, and y'all have heard my episodes already on it. McLaure Whitetail Adventures donated a turkey four-day guided turkey hunt and a four-day guided whitetail hunt. That's like $16,000 alone, y'all, for those two. Then Jim Chapman of Local Leaders Podcast donated a full podcast it, that that's the production and the promotion ac- across all the social media and everything else. And the, the business owner getting to tell their, their story, right? When Jim Chapman puts the human face on business owners and he's had phenomenal success. And even if you don't, if you win that and you don't own a business, you know, someone who owns a business and they can get that benefit. And Miss Tiffany C card has stepped up again through HomeKey Mortgage and added another Yeti Ice Chest to the drawing. it's paid Courtney with Adele Spa. Has donated a five hundred dollar gift certificate. Susan has donated this huge, humongous quilt. And yeah, y'all go look it up on the social media. I'm, I'm, I'm forget somebody has donated the quilt. the The Southern Boutique out of Livingston has donated a total of four hundred dollars worth of prizes. Rainworks has donated a custom built charcuterie board. Um, it's there'll never be in, in another one like it in the history of the world. Uh, and again, Captain Duvall, is, Duvall's Cajun Charters donated another guided fishing trip out of Delacroix. Y'all, it's a plethora of prizes. And if I've left anybody out, then I apologize. But go look on our social media. It's fifteen dollars for one ticket, and it's ten dollars if you get ten tickets. And it's all electronic now. You go to any of your social media and you see the QR code, scan it, put in your information. It's all totally secure. You can submit your payment and then your your name and the amount of tickets you bought is entered into the computer system that we're using for the drawing. And so there's no physical tickets that you have to worry about. You don't have to be present to win. Live on stage at the crew bash, we're, we're going to get the sponsors up there. And we're going to have Miss Lori Steele with LOPA, Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, draw for the winner. And uh, then we will present the check of however much we've raised through these donations and through y'all buying the raffle tickets. Um, We'll present that to LOPA. And that's the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, y'all, and they save lives every day. It's a nonprofit. It's my baby. Look it up, if you would, in... Buy a ticket. I mean, for fifteen bucks, a chance to win over twenty thousand dollars in prizes. You buy it to, if you buy ten tickets, you get ten chances. You might win all all the prizes. I mean, who knows the luck of the draw? But it's important, and I appreciate y'all um, for doing that and share that. And and if you know somebody likes to hunt or fish or likes a quilt or has a business that wants a chance of winning the podcast or wants a Yeti ice chest or or a custom-made charcuterie board or whatever, let them know. All 100% of this goes to Lopa, y'all. 100% of the proceeds go to Lopa. And these people have given generously, donated generously these prizes. Let's blow it up for Lopa. Let's, you know, help save lives, okay? Last time, last time you'll hear it this year, Crew Bash tickets are on sale at eventbrite.com. It's on the Real Life, Real Crime, third annual Crew Bash. That night, Saturday, February 5th, is my 52nd birthday. More importantly, it's the third birthday of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And y'all, I love all you lifers. Thank you so much. We're growing phenomenally. And it's just blowing up like never before. And I appreciate each and every one of you. Patreon and Convicts, I said it once. I said it a million times. Thank you so much. The show wouldn't run without you. Thank you for um, following us. I will be releasing, I promise you this, within the next two weeks, I will be releasing a never-before-heard full patron convict episode to put up in y'all's vaults. Okay. I'm a little bit behind on that, but I'll catch up on it. But thank you for your support. Can't be a patron member or convict. I get that. And I love you just as much. Y'all go download the, the real life, real crime community app from the app store for free. It has everything that's real life Real crime across all my social media pages. Put into one spot. Doesn't get censored by anybody, but me. That's priceless in, in itself, right? Go there, but it has so much more than what you get. If you like Real Life Real Crime, go download it. Just check it out. But back to the, the basin, February 5th, we're, gonna, we're celebrating my birthday, Real Life Real Crime's birthday. A lot of new things that are about to happen. I'm going to be announcing at that show. Then um, we're doing the the local drawing, and I'm going to do a never before Live adult podcast, and it's going to be crowd interactive. If you made the other two crew bashes, you know what I'm talking about. But this one's going to be even more so. I got something special planned for y'all. So get your tickets at eventbrite.com. That also will be at the Basin. Oh, big, big thing. We changed from the Texas Club to the Basin for a multitude of reasons, but the the Basin ultimately is going to – It'd be a much better um, event place for us. So that's where it's going to be at, y'all, both nights. The VIP is going to be at the Basin, and then the third annual crew bash will be at the Basin on Saturday night. So it's not no longer at the Texas Club. And come out, we're going to rock it. Lifers from all over the United States will be there. I can't wait. Stoked. So excited. I'm so excited about it. Everything real life, real crime. And I can't wait till next week when you get to hear all the new good stuff. And be a hero. If you're an organ donor, if you're a lifer from Okinawa, Japan, and you don't have to be from Louisiana, you want to sign up to be an organ donor, go to lopa.org and it takes like two minutes, y'all. Fill it out, give the gift of life, be a hero. And I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. Until next time or ever, don't let me catch you down on Murder Bayou. Peace.